Hello, friends. Hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, it is me, Flip. And me, Ange. And we are back with a, another Sunday episode of Crushed and Pressed. Woo, 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 woo. Spooky shit. Yes, spooky shit. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Ange, how's your mm-hmm. week been? It's been an adventure. So (laughs) we just had, um, I was gonna say the, the next project audience came out. I really liked it. I liked it better than the first one I was in. That was good. And then, uh, I got cast in a third one that we're doing rehearsal this week and next week. And then it comes out next Friday. So that's going to be fun. And it's actually a spooky story as well. It's two girls. It involves cats and murder. So I'm very excited. Very, very cool. Yes. But besides that, just trying to sell all my belongings so I don't have to move them anywhere. True. And uh, yeah, cleaning houses and the norm. That's what I'm up to. True. What have you been doing? Being emotionally exhausted. I'm sorry. Yeah, my job's kind of, it's kind of been a pain these last couple days. So I was trying to, you know, get through that. And I know this next week is probably going to be a pain in the ass too. So I'm just kind of trying to get through all of that. Oh, sorry. It's you can okay. do it. Yeah. I believe in you. Uh, hopefully I can make it through without fucking quitting. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is the worst climate to quit in right now. Oh, God. But, you know, it would be nice to have a break. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh-huh. It would That's be true. really nice three to weeks have of a nothing. break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Uh, uh. So... <laughs> What you drinking? Hey, I'm actually uh, finishing off. Oh, God, cat, don't touch my hand while I'm showing a wine glass. I've got Riesling. Okay. That's like the end of my bottle of Riesling. And then I have fancy iced water in a glass with a straw. Fancy. I tried that today. What are you drinking? Um, I am actually having a a sober weekend one because yesterday i was on call so i i couldn't drink on call and then today i um we were actually up at joey's parents house for the whole weekend so Mm i am was not able to take my meds so i am actually drinking it's called free Uh uh-huh it is an alcohol removed wine it's interesting it's made by i want to say the people who make barefoot wine i think don't quote me on that but it's made by another like major company um so they have the red blend a white blend and then we have some of the the champagne out there too um but like, Joey is, like, it's interesting because you would think that, like, most N.A. wines taste, like, really sweet. Yeah. Because it's basically just like grape juice. juice. Yeah. But this yeah. one actually really does taste really close to, like, a regular red blend. Like, you really can't oh. tell that there's no alcohol in it. So we needed that for the humans <laughs> instead of severely watered down fruit juice. Yes. Honestly, that's what it just tastes like watered down wine. Mm. So well, it's good. Could be worse. Marcy goes so grape juice. No, it's it it tastes like watered down wine. It's not sweet at all. Like it's got mm. like a tint of like sweet, but it's 
Yeah, it's... I say mm, as I drink my Riesling, which is basically Sprite. <laughs> what am I complaining about? What is it described as? Yeah. Um, it is a bold black cherry aroma mm. with subtle smoke and spice. Ooh. Okay. It's Hence a winey taste. Yeah. So yeah. it's good. How much was it? Where I got I get it? this from, so they sell it at Total Wine and I know some Targets sell it as well, but I actually mm-hmm. bought these bottles that I have from what is it called world market oh yeah um and i want to say it was like eight bucks a bottle nothing too outrageous like your standard wine price um yeah yeah so they they had a bunch they just had the the, like i said the the red blend and the champagne which i haven't tried the champagne yet so we'll see how that is heck yeah well because all i can think of is like the sparkling grape juice we used to get for thanksgiving right i'm like hoping table. it's like mad not mad sweet like that like i'm yeah, i'm enjoying yeah. the fact that it is not that sweet <laughs> excellent yeah. okay cat cat i've got a cat on my lap i've got a dog at my feet Ugh. we've got thunderstorms rolling hither and yon so what are we doing today today we're actually going to be talking about the real conjuring house Mm, so i'm assuming that most of you have seen the movie movie came out in 2013 Mm -hmm. oh was it really been that long it has i think so wow okay yeah so the movie i just bought like two years ago (laughs) what i know well because it was on that list here's the thing i love scary movies Mm -hmm. and no one ever wants to go with me to see them so then i have to wait and i waited way too long on that one and i also what just watched uh midsummer and the witch and like all these okay. other ones that everybody was like going on and on about well that was one that was like just watch the conjuring it's really good and i finally did i sat and watched it by myself and it was legitimately scary it's a good movie it's yeah. a really good movie um that whole hard to scare me. that whole like what do they call it they call it the conjuring like universe because it's a yes because it's technically not it's not a series because right. So you have Conjuring 1, Conjuring 2. I think there's a third one that's supposed to be coming out. Um, And then, of course, they're going to be taking on, like we said, the ones that talk about the Lollary Mansion. They have Annabelle, La Llorona. All of those are in that same Conjuring universe. Um, Because don't they all involve the Warrens? And did they use the same actors for the Warrens and all those or no? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why it's not a series, but it's a series. Yes. It's like the Marvel movies. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, it's like the Marvel movies, whatever they call it. Cinematic universes, whatever they are. They're all in the same cinematic universe. Um, So the original one came out in 2013 um, Mm -hmm. and basically told the story of Ed and Lorraine Warren who are paranormal investigators, and just going to talk about them on Wednesday. Yay! Um, And they're called to help a family that has been terrorized by a dark presence where they live in, like, a secluded farmhouse. And the case actually becomes probably the most terrifying case that Ed and Lorraine have ever worked on. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) And the movie's so well made, it's legitimately scary. It, it is. Me. It is a it's really, really well made movie, you guys. Um, so Absolutely. the movie is filmed in North Carolina, 
but the actual conjuring house is in Rhode Island and it's actually said to be more terrifying than the movie made it out to be. Jesus Christ, people live in it right now. Yes, there are people living in that house right now. <laughs> so I looked up a picture for the little announcement and it's like the current owners say this and I'm like, motherfuckers live there? Yes, there are people who actually live, live in this house currently. So yep. um the parent family in December of 1970, they are in dire need of a new home for their growing family. They have a family of five children at this point. A million children. Uh, a million children. Yeah, they have a family of five <laughs> children at this point. Um, and they end up finding this 10-bedroom farmhouse in Harrisville, which is a small village inside the town of Burlesville. Sounds right. No, Bur- Burlville. Burlville. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> now, right. the wife did not want to move during Christmas. Let me actually get her real name before I say this. Carolyn. Carolyn Perrin. She did not want to move during Christmas time. So she decided that they would wait until the first week of January 1971. <sighs> They were really excited because they were like, New Year, our family starts in a new home. This is going to be great. And essentially, when asked how long it took for strange paranormal shit to start happening, the family said all of five minutes. Yeah, instantly. We pulled up and went, oh, no. So they, as they are moving in, there's actually this terrible snowstorm that's coming through. So as they're moving in, the previous owner, Mr. Kenyon, is moving out. Mm. So the kids are taking things in and out of the home, and eventually um, their daughter, Andrea, who's bringing a box to their mom, Carolyn, in the kitchen, said, who's that man behind Mr. Kenyon? And mom says to her, uh, what, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> There's nobody behind him that is literally just a figment of your imagination. And she goes to just, like, let it go. And then the other siblings, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April, then come into the kitchen and their faces are totally pale. And they ask, in this very weird, troubling sense, they all look at mom and, you know, mom's like, what the heck just happened to you? And the girls all say, the man in the living room behind Mr. Kenyon just disappeared. Nope. 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 No. So when I say no. these people moved into this house and it was just like, boo, here we are. It became real children. real fast. <laughs> no. So as if like everything is going on in the day isn't bad enough. Now the kids start experiencing weird shit at night. Cindy says that within the first week, she was awoken to the sounds of whispers all over her bedroom. She then <laughs> bolts to her sister Andrea's room and asks if she can stay in there. Cindy said that she explained to her sister, Andrea, what was going on, and she confided in her sister, yeah, she confided in her sisters that all of the voices said the exact same thing. There are seven dead soldiers buried in the walls. 
Oh no. No, 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 no. No. It's just gonna be me saying no repeatedly, isn't it? Probably. It's just fucking horrible. <laughs> Sorry, Sylvie. So <laughs> then Roger and Carolyn, the parents, also start to become exposed to this weird paranormal activity that's going on. Good. <laughs> Carolyn herself had become subject to more playful forms of activity, things that included brooms. While she's tidying up in any room next to the kitchen, she would hear somebody sweeping the floor next to her. Um, And then she would check in the kitchen and there would be nobody in there. Um, And then Carolyn would walk out of the room and the the noise would start again. I mean, but also helpful ghosts? Is it sleeping? Is it doing my laundry? Because I'm okay with that. Um, So Carolyn said that she would then go in the kitchen and see, like she would hear the sweeping on one side of the kitchen and she would go in the kitchen and the broom would be on across the room. (laughs) (laughs) And Roger said that he noticed that his daughters constantly talked about spirits that were in the home. Great. So... The house was constructed in 1736, which means that it predated the Revolutionary War. (laughs) Holy shit. It was 100% your true colonial era old ass farm home. Oh, God. 1836? 1736. Predates the Revolutionary War. (laughs) No, no, no. Not the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. (laughs) Because here's me trying to quick math in my head. I'm like, is that over 200 years old? It's an old ass house. That's nuts. Marcy said, nope, nope. Moving out. No whispers. <laughs> if the first night I walk into a home, I sleep in a home and the walls say to me, there are dead people here. I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> I believe you. Goodbye. <laughs> That's me. Also, believe your kids. All your yeah, kids. Yeah, your kids are this. not lying to you. Mm-mm. Not about that one. It's an oh, old house. It's got ghosts. Yeah, your kids aren't lying to you. I swear to God. <laughs> like, awful. Awful. Jesus. Awful. Awful. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull up this other one. While you do that, thoughts thoughts from your um, actual job perspective. Uh-huh. Let's say this house was under your care. They've uh-huh. got a million kids and you're, you're checking in on these kids and they tell you the whispers they've been hearing about bodies in the wall. Do you believe them? Oh, sure. Do you send them to counseling? What are you doing? I mean, I'm sending them to counseling because I feel bad for you. But also, yeah, I believe them. Yeah. I 100% believe them. And you're going to start documenting it so that later when you find out social worker, these are the dates and times that they told me these things. Yeah, um, I'm also going to do random pop-ups on their house just to see when the demons are coming out to play. (laughs) You're like, did your windows get attacked by bees yet? Have you guys had sludge come up through the floor yet? (laughs) Get ready. Did you guys see the sludge on the floor? I saw that shit last night. It's real cool. And then, like... Oh, my God. (laughs) You're like, how long has this drawing been on the floor of the basement? What drawing? The giant... Never mind. Don't mind me. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Me looking in the basement. Well, that is a pentagram. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're doing this. <laughs> About this. Guys, let me show you some movies. This never goes well. Yeah. Let me explain to you that if there's a pentagram on the floor in your house, 
and you don't know <laughs> about no. it. Like, so while this house, it, this house has been owned by eight generations of this extended family throughout the decades. And a lighter history into this house shows that there is no sinister occult practices, no deaths in this home, nothing. So the parents eventually reached their breaking point in 1973, and that is when Lorraine and Ed Warren are brought in to help. Oh. Lorraine, who is a clairvoyant, um, she picked up on the name Bathsheba in yep. connection to the home. So I guess we'll talk about Bathsheba Sherman. Bathsheba Sherman was a local woman who never lived on the property, but she had this ominous reputation. So me. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Her baby was actually found dead with a sewing needle jammed into the base of its skull. No, no. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. So the ritualistic overtone and morbidity of infant side had her thoroughly questioned by law enforcement, but she was never charged with anything. Okay. Baby fell on the needle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Um. Of course, at this point, because of this situation, her name is completely tainted throughout town. She's a baby killer. (laughs) The true reason behind the baby's death was never found, but Lorraine kept picking up on this name. What added to the scenario was this twisted demonic appearance of an entity in the form of a woman in blackened clothing with a foul smell, sharp, jagged teeth, and her head cruelly twisted off to the side of her neck that it appeared frequently to the children. Yeah, I can't. I, I really That's fucking cool. hate it, honestly. <laughs> it's the broke neck lady. Oh, oh my God. The bent neck lady. Night lady, thank you. Oh, God. Some paranormal theorists long believed that Bathsheba Sherman was responsible for the activity of the Perrin family property. And the ghastly figure that the the children kept seeing was her. But there was no connection linking her to the home at the time. Damn it. Ed and Lorraine were able to secure a Catholic priest to come into this home and formally bless the house and mom Mm -hmm. because she had taken to wearing vintage turn of century dresses and she started using strange archaic languages. No, no, no. This is me going back and telling Trevor, look, here's the thing. If there's something in the house and I sense it and the animals sense it, we're leaving because you're going to be the one denying it. And then you're going to be the one that gets possessed and kills us all with an axe. Right. That's what's going to happen. Also, the lady that plays the mom in the movie was in that movie Four Rooms in the the witches scene, which is real fun. Hmm. Whatever. I haven't (laughs) seen this movie in such a long time. Uh Yeah. She's good. Um. So they started to believe that she wasn't necessarily possessed, but uh, oppressed. 
by a smaller demonic by, by this demon and basically it's just like it's not full-blown possession it's just a smaller foothold that can lead to you becoming possessed uh it basically involves a demon or an entity emotionally wrecking a person um and then they are shown to have slight physical disturbances in an effort to kind of get them closer and closer to being fully possessed. So the blessing that they were going to have basically just turned into a seance. Um, And they tried to lure out whatever demonic entity was in the home so that it would be vanquished from the physical realm and sent back to hell. Which is so fucked up to me. Like, you tell these people, like, hey, we're just going to do a blessing and it's not going to be a big deal. And then you do a full-blown seance at somebody's house. (laughs) Okay, hi, I'm back. Oh, my God. (laughs) It just be like that sometimes. It's fine. Guys, I also froze with the worst face on my face. keep going seance um so the seance was performed in the dining room with carolyn present before long a spiritual doorway was opened up and whatever entity came through was definitely fucking evil and it had set its sights on carolyn and she was possessed briefly for a few minutes and she was speaking in an unidentified language. Her eyes maliciously rolled around and without warning, her body began to levitate inches off the ground before bending in half and being thrown an estimated 20 feet across the room. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. So you told these people, hey, we're just going to come. We're going to bless you. We're going to bless the space. And then they're like, nah, fuck it. Full blown seance. Let's bring the demons out. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Now that we've blessed it, let's contact the other side. Let's see what happens. Jesus Christ. Um, after a while, they tended to her and whatever possessed her briefly left. Um, setting its sights on other spirits in the home. The parent daughters often mentioned the spirits they'd seen and heard speak, but the powerful entity that came through in the seance actually subdued all of the spirits in the home. Huh. That's wild. Wait, it controlled them? It took over the other spirits? Yeah. It's a powerful spirit. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, after the seance, a... Almost an entire year passed without any other activity happening in the home. Oh, no. So then they let down their guard and think everything's fine. (laughs) One evening, Andrea found her mother rambling in the parlor, confessing an unbelievable sight. Carolyn had walked into the dining room to see a large family in late 18th century clothing seated around the dining room table eating. So if you guys have ever seen the movie... And they, like, walk out and, like, everybody's just, like, sitting on the chairs. (laughs) That's what actually happened. That's so horrible. Because you're like, this is Hollywood shit. Nah, really happened. Um, So she saw them all sitting around the dining room table eating. And their spirits bristled and ate without any odd behavior until a man seated at the table turned his gaze 
gazed to Carolyn and nudged the people at the table, and everyone began pointing at her. Oh, fuck no. Their faces expressed total shock, total shock before they all just faded away from the table. Ugh. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, this is my house. What's going on? <laughs> like, what Jesus. the fuck? That's uh, like the others. <sighs> Y'all watch the others. That's a fun movie. So, a eventually, they began to realize that their home likely stood on top of some kind of supernatural portal. Thank you. It's not always ancient Indian burial grounds. There are portals to hell. <laughs> she realized that she appeared. So they started to realize that there were other families. And you know, when we, we talk about the whole like idea of like parallel universes and stuff like that, Mm-hmm. she yes. started to realize that this other family that she was seeing thought that she was a ghost. Oh. So the other oh, ghosts God. that they were seeing thought that their family was ghosts. Spoilers. It is the others. <laughs> How <laughs> fucking weird that is girl. that? Yes. How fucking mm. creepy is that, though? Mm-hmm. Like, you nope. see a bunch no. of ghosts in your house, and the ghosts are like, ah, it's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just having dinner, like, do you see that? What? 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 And everybody, do you all see that? <gasps> no. Um, no. And eventually, she started to like try to piece her family's lives back together. Yeah. Um, she was like, "It's cool. Everything will just be like normal now. Now that we know that, like, they think that we're ghosts and we think that they're ghosts, it's it's totally chill." <laughs> no. <laughs> so no Brittany so wait so what if they're not ghosts exactly so it's what if they're not ghosts yes. what if we're house? actually seeing into another parallel universe yep what do you do I don't know change the alarm code I'm just saying that like CIA is basically confirming that that shit's true so it's a thing <laughs> It could be an interdimensional crossover, Marcy. Yes, it's a time portal. Y'all, all this stuff makes me nauseous. I think it makes perfect sense. Like, what if... Mm-hmm. What if ghosts don't exist at all? It's just another dimension. Yeah. <gasps> and for some reason, there's some kind of break in the dimensions, and you're able to see things in other dimensions for a <clears throat> short amount of time. That explains time slips. When you suddenly walk out of a door, you're in the 1800s, you walk back and you're back in mm-hmm. your time. We have this discussion all the time, how nothing outside of my room exists until I walk out there to see it. So what if I things about, are just constantly buffering? I thought about that the other day when I was cleaning someone's house and I'm actively vacuuming a corner and I was like, well, according to Flip, everything behind me is not there until I turn around. There it is. Turn back around. Now it's all it's gone. All gone. Oh, I don't like it. I'm just saying that it's, it's possible. possible. It is possible. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Everything, I don't like it. Everything is buffering, and So my dog's not underneath this desk until I look at her. And she loads. I don't like it. She's there. I don't like it. Yep. Okay. Keep going. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so... 
people always wonder why they didn't move out of this home, but duh, they didn't have any fucking money. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they just spent it on this house. They have a million kids. Um, yeah, they said that they were really, really limited. Um, and eventually they lived there for almost like 10 years before they were actually able to move. That's too long to live with ghosts. <laughs> That's too long to live with ghosts. Um, close to a year after moving, Ed and Lorraine contacted Carolyn about the possibility of telling her story in a full book. And basically, they wanted to like warn other people about the dangers of paranormal activity. Yeah. Ugh. Carolyn basically insisted, like, I don't want anything to do with this. We just want to move on. We're done. Mm. Carolyn then went to do the family's laundry, and suddenly the laundry room door became unhinged and fell and hit her in the head. She was diagnosed with having not only concussion, but a dislocated shoulder. No! Oh, god damn. When Lorraine called the next day to talk to them again about the book, they were like, hell fucking no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Are you kidding? I just got punished for even having this conversation with you. <laughs> um, she, Carolyn basically thought that if she relived this story or retold this story, that these things would start happening to them again. Yeah. Because um, then you're bringing it to the front of your mind. It's gonna, You're putting that energy out there. Why? Oh, no. Honestly, it wasn't until 2007 when Andrea felt that the world was ready to actually hear their stories. Bless her. She's the oldest sister, right? Yes, she's the oldest one. Oh, that poor kid. Um, now, basically, the Perrin family, eventually, Roger and Carolyn separate and move to different states. And the daughters are all growing up to live really, really successful lives. Um, just some like other weird facts about this house is that the neighbors constantly advised them to keep their lights on at night. Um, the house was notorious in the area and they didn't know whether it was not, whether or not it was because of the paranormal activity or something else, but the neighbors told them to keep the lights on at night and... They didn't give them a reason, but the family said that it was probably it probably would have been the best uh, advice that they should have taken. Wow. Oh, um, they said that when everything first started happening, everything was so small that they were able to kind of explain it away. But. Cindy, who was one of the children, she said that. Normally, things would, like, just be moved around the house and shifted into different positions. Um, Or, like, everything would just end up underneath the bed. And she would say to her sisters, like, why did you guys mess with my toys? Why did you guys do this? And none none of these things were discussed with the Warrens, like, prior to them coming in. Like, the girls just started (sighs) disclosing things once their sister decided it was time for them to tell their story. Jesus. Um, like we said that the house, they said that there was no actual, like, st- 
there was no reason for all of this to happen. There were no records of anything happening. But it turns out that there were actually a lot of suicides, rapes, murders, and drownings in this area. Holy crap. Um, and that was part of the reason why the neighbors told them to keep the lights on at all times. Uh. Oh, good. Good. Because, you know, not necessarily because of paranormal activity, but because of the fact that there was just a ton of disgusting crime happening. But there were records of the ghost in the Sally house. Yes, there are records of... Well, do we know that those are records of the ghost in the Sally house? What, I guess. Is it a parallel yeah, universe? What if it, they're not ghosts? What if we're getting what we're getting on the EMF recordings are not ghosts, but actually bits of mm-hmm. conversations from a parallel universe. And that's why it can come through because it's an actual human being in another universe talking. Ew. Ew. And it's it's just some other kid fucking around going like, get out of here. You know, like when you walk into a room, you're like, I've got a gun. If you're right. in here, I'll shoot you. Right. Weird, right? Anyway. (laughs) And where there goes. How creepy would that be? Um, They always said that in the beginning, the ghosts were really, really kind to them. Um, Like I said, they would notice that things were shifting around in the house. Um, And mom actually is the one who said to them that it wasn't bad. Like, it was just a friendly little ghost in their home which is yeah it's believable a casual yeah yeah well and lots of people do have good experiences with their house ghosts and you'll mm-hmm. see a lot of stories of that online that they have formed a respectful relationship with whatever else is there and they've agreed to coexist um the girl said that the ghosts in the house were their playmates they would play games oh. with them um oh. when mom and dad would leave the house to run errands the ghosts would check in on them and make sure they were doing okay <laughs> like oh and some of the girls even claimed that the ghosts would tuck them into bed at night oh that's that's creepy and sweet <laughs> i don't know <laughs> my, my aunt just <laughs> dropped ghost us some mode. ghost emojis in here <laughs> But and yeah, side, I was like, what? <laughs> they said that it, the ghosts were actually really nice to them. <laughs> Isn't that from whatever freaking demons right. are out there? The ghosts are like, look, we're minding the house. Um, all, there's too many things here. And, and not just tucked them in, but would kiss them on their foreheads and tell them good night. We want a ghost. That's so sweet. She said for the first two to three months. Um, this is Cynthia who said for the first two to three months there was a female ghost an older woman who would come in and she'd tuck them in and she would kiss them goodnight on their forehead and they originally thought it was their mom Uh Um, and then Andrea the oldest sister said moms always smelled like ivory soap but this spirit smelled like flowers and fruit oh wow huh how creepy I know, but it's also like so it's scary. wholesome, but it's scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're like mom, and you like no one's fucking there. It's like okay, maybe okay. <laughs> Just gonna go to sleep. Um, the children said that they didn't think much of living in this house with these friendly ghosts. 
Um, they said that they would go out and enjoy a family day and not even think about the ghosts back home where they lived in between the physical world and the spirit world. Oh. Um, even 30 years later, when the sisters finally started talking about what happened, they had a fondness for these ghosts. Yeah. Like they were actually pleasant memories. They had good memories. The ghost nanny. I like that, Brit. <laughs> nanny. Um, the parents said that they said that their parents were actually the ones who noticed that something was really, really sinister about these ghosts in the house. Okay. Um, their father would open the front door and be overwhelmed by this disgusting, putrid smell. Um, and they didn't know how to talk about what was going on with their mother, but something was tormenting her. That sucks. Then eventually the girls realized that the happy haunts that they had became replaced by these evil spirits. Shit. Uh, see, I was wondering if it maybe was just the same spirit just being mean to the mom and being extra sweet to the girls, no. like try to win over the girls. But like, no, they eventually realized that things mom. started to get worse. Um, Cindy said that the thing, the, you know, the thing about the, the bodies being hidden in the walls. And mm-hmm. they later came to find out that a number of the people who had died in the house were buried on property. Oh, no. And they started to realize that a lot of these ghosts were people who lived there and people who were just passing through. And then eventually they would be woken up every morning at 515 by the smell of rotting flesh. No, one, don't wake me up that early, two, not by that. Yeah, they would be woken up every morning by the smell of rotting flesh and they noticed an evil male spirit that tortured them. And the girls refused to provide any details of what the spirit did to them. Oh, no. That means it was real bad. I hate it. No. Oh. Um, they talk about the B- Bathsheba Thayer, um, who threatened their family constantly. Right. Carolyn was the one who, of course, got the worst of all the hauntings. Um, she claimed that she was constantly visited by a woman in gray whose head was actually hanging on her, at her side. Um, also, hold on, Brittany says, once you open yourself up to ghosts, the evil ones will find you. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um, the woman told them to leave or she would drive them out with doom and gloom. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's when they consulted with Ed and Lorraine and realized that that was the ghost of Bathsheba Thayer. Mm-hmm. Now, while there was no record of her living there, mm-hmm. originally, the family, the girls eventually go back and they learned that she did live in the farmhouse in the 19th century with four, with her four children jesus um three of them died Mm. and bethesda was actually accused of sacrificing the infant to satan when she stabbed it in the neck with the knitting needle great 
That's awesome. Now, the girls later revealed that their mom had a mysterious stab wound on her leg that was similar to the stab wound that the infant had that killed her. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Oh. Um, it was suggested by Lorraine that Bathsheba took the knitting needles to the grave with her and was using them in her hauntings. Uh. Um, and whoever the spirit was, this, this evil spirit, she perceived herself to be the mistress of the house and resented their mother, Carolyn, for being the mother figure in the home. Okay, that makes sense. It's terrible, but it makes sense. It does make sense. And it also makes sense as to why it would be nice to the girls at first. Yeah. And then. And then start being yeah. terrible. I'm going to um, try again and be a mother. Oh, no, but I got to sacrifice you to Satan. Carolyn said 100% that she believed that Bathsheba is the one who began inhabiting her body. Uh, I don't like that. Um, She said that it started out as harmless poltergeist activity uh, where the family members harmless poltergeist activity I don't know that that's a thing well they said that they would find themselves being poked or prodded or pinched Um, things would mysteriously move around the house and they of course attributed all of those things to the friendly ghosts that were like tucking them in at night and babysitting them (laughs) I don't think that shit's harmless oh that's horrible um, I don't know what you mean. It's not like throwing a couch across the room yet. Right. So they start to say that Bathsheba there was this evil Satan worshiping witch who made a pact with the devil to have like youthful beauty. But mm. in return, she was turned to stone upon her death. Great. And as a ghost, she was condemned to torture people possibly out of the jealousy for beauty that could never be hers again. Huh. Um, The children believed that the reason why Bathsheba was torturing Carolyn was because of how beautiful she was and because she was married. And Bathsheba wanted Roger for herself, so she tortured Carolyn to the point of, like, I guess, trying to, like, get her to kill herself. How hot was Roger? <laughs> you man worth it? Um, <laughs> let me see here. I'm going to look at this picture right here of him. Sorry, y'all. Roger. No, but you know what? Carolyn was Carolyn was beautiful. Roger mm. was just your average white male. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's your average white dude. Sorry, sorry, Trevor, just like you guys. It's your average white dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, let me rephrase sorry. that. Your average clean shaven white dude. Uh, yeah. Didn't even have a beard. Didn't even okay. have a beard. Come on. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> okay. But okay, so this makes sense. So she wants what she's seeing and she right. wants to get rid of the woman or possess the woman to have that. Okay. Exactly. And um Carolyn claimed that, of course, she noticed all of these things, like getting stabbed with a knitting needle, that she was being emotionally and physically tormented by this female ghost. And she said that she always felt drained. 
mm-hmm. whereas Bathsheba was very kind and very sweet and caring to Roger. Ugh. And right. they said that Roger often heard very it was often given very loving like caresses on his cheek or on his lower back. And he often heard strange sexual innuendos from this ghost. <laughs> no. <laughs> let, let some ghost bitch come up in here and try to steal my man. <laughs> hey, excuse me, succubus. Back off. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> that is such a wild thought. <laughs> this ghost is in here hitting on your husband. <laughs> It's like, already worried about physical women out there. Now I gotta worry about the damn ghost that's in my house mm-hmm. watching him shower? What the hell? Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so, in the movie, Carolyn is the one who contacts the Warrens, but that is not true. Um, right. They told family friends about what was going on in the house. Or Julie says, ghost DTF. Right? What the hell, dude? Like, my real well, question is, that, Roger, Roger, yeah. excuse me, sir. Yeah. Are you cheating on your wife with a demon right now? <laughs> Do not light that candle, motherfucker. <laughs> She's not what is you. wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, it sounded nice. I'm just saying. Yeah, she, just, she just told she me. She took me in and kissed my forehead. Yeah, she took me in and she kissed my forehead. She came up to me and she was like, you're looking real good in that suit today, Roger. And I was yeah, like, she... thank you. <laughs> my wife didn't even notice that I got my hair cut today. <laughs> the ghost's like, oh, I did. I, did. I noticed. It looks great. <laughs> like my ghost fingers through your hair. <laughs> like, nope. What the fuck? <laughs> nope. Um, so the Warrens were in Connecticut nearby, which I think that case is also referenced in that in that movie as well. Yes. Yes, it's casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're putting something in their their collection from yes. that one. So that's why they're so, in there. So, yeah, they were in Connecticut, so they of course were like, okay, yeah, we'll come by. <laughs> hey, yeah. what's up? What can we do yeah. for you? Um Yeah, she said that oh, they were in Putnam, Connecticut. I don't even know where the hell that is, but there's a Putnam in Connecticut. Um, basically the Warrens hear about this and they're like, oh yeah, we're absolutely coming. Yep. Um, Carolyn said that she didn't contact them because she was afraid that nobody would believe her. Because hmm. it is quite unbelievable to hear that a ghost yeah. is hitting on your husband. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's the thing. She's been hitting on my husband. She's been taking really good care of my kids. I just, I know it sounds like I'm being petty, but I swear she's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, she was actually ecstatic that the Warrens actually wanted to help her. <laughs> Roger's such a dick because Roger thought that this was all bullshit, and that like <laughs> Roger didn't con Funny. yeah Roger didn't contact the Warrens because he was like everything's fine. Honey, no, I hate him. <laughs> Again, this is how the, the husbands always end up getting possessed by something that holds an axe and then they grow a beard out of nowhere and then they're chasing you down the stairs. But Which yeah, like Carolyn's like, I love it. Thank you so much for coming and believing me. And Roger's like, this ghost bitch been caressing my hair 
she's been running hot baths for me she is fine what is your problem problem. (laughs) she smells like flowers and berries i don't know what the problem is (laughs) you just smell like soap um and the girls the daughters actually said that roger was actually pissed that mom brought anybody else in still we're done here yeah we're done here roger's an asshole (laughs) You can take your ghost woman and go somewhere else. Yeah, you out. and Bathsheba can go live your lives happily ever after. That's probably why they got a divorce, because he, <laughs> yeah. he was a cheater. He was, <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so, of oh. course, again, the family says that Ed and Lorraine actually made things much worse. Of course. Bless them. They always um, make things worse. <laughs> yeah. In the movie, it's basically said that Ed and Lorraine successfully exercised the house and cleared out all of the evil spirits. Um, but the parents said that Ed and Lorraine didn't do anything to make the spirits leave and everything eventually just got worse. Yeah. When they, they poke the bear, they're like the ghost adventure guys. Yeah. What's his ass? Yeah. Um, the Zach and Zach and. Thank you. Uh, no. These are the fuckers that go in houses and go, well, talk to me, piece of shit. Talk to me if you're here. If versus, you need to go into the light. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you understand, but you're trapped here. Like, no. And the Warrens are kind of like, what? With the whole, let's get it blessed, but let's hold a seance. Honestly, I don't no. think that's necessary, necessarily Lorraine's fault. Lorraine was pretty chill. Ed was mm-hmm. the one who was Ed. definitely doing, like, unwarranted exorcisms and seances and stuff. He was definitely poking, poking the bear. If you guys watch the last Annabelle that came out, you'll know. Like, he was definitely the one poking the bear. <laughs> mm. Good. Um, so, of course, when they came in, they talked to every single one of the family members about what was going on. And they tried to bless mom. And then they're like, let's do the seance in the basement. But Good. they didn't include the girls. They were just one of the parents. Um, Lorraine said, Bernie says, sup demons, it's your boy. (laughs) Yes. Um, yes, Shane and (laughs) that's shame a day right there for you. Sup demons, it's me, your boy. Okay. So kids are not involved in the seance. Kids are not involved in the seance. It is just the parents and it's in the basement. And Lorraine says that she never wanted to talk publicly about what happened during that ritual because she was extremely disturbed by what happened. Well, now you have, I have to know. Andrea said that she snuck down into the basement where her mom began to speak in a language and her chair started to levitate. And that's when she witnessed her mom being thrown across the room. Okay. Yeah. No, that's horrible. The Warrens continued to visit the family over the next decade and despite their best efforts, the house was never fully cleansed. Mm. The family claims that the movie is based on real events that did happen to their family, but the plot was mainly the conclusions that were drawn by Ed and Lorraine. Right. Um, there were some aspects of the story that just don't match up completely. And things that, like, Ed and Lorraine believed to have happened. And things that the Perrin family know to have happened. Right. Yeah. Um, in the movie, they play hide and clap. Yes, that's right. 
They That's said right. that it was ten times worse in real life than it ever was in the movie. <gasps> no, it's bad in the movie. Um, and the movie Hide and Clap is a variation of Hide and Seek. Um, the person who is it is blindfolded while everybody hides and then they clap and anyone around has to clap in response. Mm-hmm. In the movie, the blindfolded mother is tormented by Bathsheba Thayer, who repeatedly claps her hands to taunt her. Yeah. In real life, the girls enjoyed playing hide and seek, especially in the warmer weather. But during their first, uh, the first of their games of hide and seek, about six months after moving into the house, Cindy decided to hide in the woodshed. To oh. make things more fun, she climbed into a wooden box that had nothing more than a wooden panel covering it. No latch, no key, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Once she realized that her sisters weren't going to come after her, she decided to let herself out by pushing the panel up, but it wouldn't move. Of course. Guys, don't ever hide and seek and put yourself in any kind of container. Have we not heard the story of the dead bride? She was trapped in a trunk. Don't do it. Um, there were no air holes, no nothing inside this box. Cindy oh. pushed and screamed, hoping that somebody would hear her and let her out. But 20 minutes later, she realized that nobody was coming to get there. Oh. She laid there in a pool of her sweat and tears when eventually her sister Nancy came and opened up the lid. Cindy was Jesus. hysterical and wasn't breathing. Ugh. That's horrible. So the hide and clap game was a lot worse than they made it out to be. Yeah. Again, they couldn't afford to move anywhere else. Um, The economy had just... This this is the 1970s, you guys. So (laughs) we're talking Vietnam. And yeah. Um, The economy had tanked due to failed policies and, of course, the crisis in the Middle East and out in Vietnam and things like that. Um, Carolyn and Roger basically poured all of their money into this house. And at that point, they couldn't sell because who the hell had money to buy a 200-acre farmhouse? <laughs> like, no. Ten bedrooms? No. And it was constantly losing value. Uh, um, that was so sad. And then it said, moreover, no one, no matter how good friends they may have been, nobody would have taken in five teenage girls for an uncertain amount of time. So, of course, they were forced to live there. The girls were able to come and go from the home as they pleased. Um, When Andrea left for college, Cindy took over her bedroom, eager for a respite from the ghosts that were haunting her in her room. Oh. Um, when Cindy finished high school and she was able to leave, she said that she cussed out all the spirits in the home and told them to do their worst to her because she was leaving the next day and never coming back. Oh, Jesus. She said that when she moved out, she couldn't run fast enough. Yeah, she's done. Ugh. Um, and then, of course, they sold it in 1980 and they moved to Georgia. Jesus. The parents believed that Bathsheba still haunts their family. Yeah, because sometimes it's not the property. Sometimes it's the people. It's the people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were invited to the set of The Conjuring. And oh. at first, all of them wanted to go. But right before they all left, Carolyn said that she changed her mind and she wasn't willing to attend. 
A lot of people said that it was because she was just unwilling to dig up that part of her past. But other people said that they just, like, she just needed an opportunity to find some closure and just let it go. Yeah, I don't think I'd go to the making of a movie about one of the most horrible times in my life. Right. When the family visited the set, Andrea said that out of nowhere... Um. Oh, what is that? It just says a rogue. A rogue came out of nowhere and swept through the facility. It knocked down anything in its path. So I think that's one of those little like cleany things. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the little sweepy no. cart things. Oh, I was thinking like a rogue spirit. I have no idea. <laughs> um, it's a rogue something came through. Yes. Yeah. This is Elaine reporting from the Conjuring House. With me is Demon Zub Zub. <laughs> Anything to say to the audience? No. Oh, no. That's too close to the name of a real demon. Yeah. Zub Zub is probably like, Elaine, you got some really pretty eyes. <laughs> Meanwhile. a hot bath with some bubbles. Yeah. Meanwhile, with Sheba's mm. over there trying to get your mm. man. <laughs> yep. Mm. Um, so yeah, they said that this rogue comes out of nowhere, sweeps through the facility, knocks down everything in its path, cameras, lights, and people. Oh, it was a wind. It was a gust of wind. A wind. A rogue wind. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that the family immediately assumed it was part of what they called Bathsheba's curse. Great. Um, at the same time that... The wind blew through the uh, studio. Carolyn fell and broke her hip. No, that's too fucking coincidental. I don't like that. No. No. Carolyn claimed from her hospital bed that Bathsheba did not want to be exposed. Well, no shit. Demon, I will swallow your soul. Elaine, hmm, fascinating. <laughs> Jesus. Tell me more. One family for why the fam one theory for why the family continued to be haunted by the ghost that tormented them in the farmhouse was that, as we said, the ghost was connected to them, not to the okay. actual house. Yep. Mm. Um well, you might pick up a little ghost and bring it home on your shoulder. Well, that's um, one that one daughter's me. She's like, do your worst. I'm like, bitch, no, they can go with you. Like the ghost was willing to leave the farmhouse, but not willing to let leave the family alone. Yeah. Hey, you have an attachment. <sighs> Stage one clinger. Just chilling. Mm-hmm. So the house's occupants allegedly have a long history of paranormal experiences. Uh, maybe the case that the spirits from the farmhouse featured in The Conjuring were more attached to the family than the territory. Andrea and Cindy described their transition to the house as a calling that began eight months before their family even found the property. Oh, no. They loved the house, but Cindy described it as a piece of heaven inside hell. Oh, that's horrible. Um, The girls said that they always had an overwhelming feeling of sadness that would come over a person within just a few minutes of being there, no matter how happy the person had been before. Yeah. Everyone who has lived in that house that we know of has experienced this. Something 
Some have left screaming and running for their lives. A man who moved in to begin the restoration on the house when they sold it left screaming without his cars, without his tools, and without his clothing, and he never went back to the house. Jesus. Consequently, the people who owned it, the adjacent landowners, never moved in, and it sat vacant for years. Now, there are some people, like Nancy Sutcliffe, who own the property, who said that the house is absolutely not haunted whatsoever. Oh, my God. Well, because they don't want you. Right. She insisted he he should probably put on pants if he didn't want to be exposed. (laughs) (laughs) Um... She insists that when she purchased the property in 1987, there were no paranormal disturbances or supernatural events, not even from the benevolent spirits that visited the Perrin family short after they moved in, which has led her to attempt to discredit the entire story. Just because it's not your truth doesn't mean it's not someone else's truth, guys. Your world is not everybody's world. Elaine says, depending on how high the rent is, she'd run screaming to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a ton of different explanations for why this happened. One is that the ghosts that terrorized the parents left. Um, they probably didn't go immediately when the parents moved, as there were subsequent reports that there were other homeowners that were tormented. There have also, they may have in some ways or another followed the parent families throughout their lives because the degree of hauntings that they experienced after they left the house was diminished. Mm. That's not as bad. Well, um, and then of course the last theory is that they just fucking lied. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. Oh, we just wanted some attention. We want some notoriety and here's what we're doing, which is we'll get into it on Wednesday, but a lot of shit against the Warrens is that. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that the movie of The Conjuring is based more on the case files from Ed and Lorraine than the actual autobiographical or biographical information that the family had given. Okay. So also you're trying to repress your memory, so I don't. Right, know but Andrea is the one who wrote the books, and it's a oh, trilogy. Yeah, House right. of Darkness is the trilogy, and she talks about all of her experiences in the home and then of course there's another possibility that the ghosts are still present and they're just waiting for the right person because we discussed like we discussed just now it's possible Mm -hmm. that you aren't opening yourself up to experience these things like these parents were probably more aware of things like this happening in the home because they have five children who are telling them about these things every single day Mm mm-hmm Elaine says, my brother's truth is different than mine. However, it is most often wrong and dangerous. Uh-huh. Y'all, so if any of you in the audience here are getting a call to move to, where is it? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. If you're getting a call that you need to be out there and live in a farmhouse, it wants you. That's so strange. Like, that is a really strange part of the story, though. Like, Can you imagine? The house is calling to even you. Even prior to them moving into the home. No. Strange shit started happening to I them. I don't like that. So, of course, Bathsheba Thayer probably wasn't the only ghost that was haunting this family. Mm-hmm. Um, they... All of the stories of Bathsheba Thayer 
tormenting Carolyn came from Lorraine Warren. Okay. Because she's the first one that sensed the name and everything and yes. decided this is probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's not like she sat there and whispered in the mom's ear, My name is Bathsheba. I want your husband. No. Yeah. So, oh man, where's this other story? Hold on. I have another story about this too. Jesus Christ. There's a ton. My leg just went dead. Oh, sorry. A pins and needles. Pins and needles in my left foot. Oh, God. Um, it's a go. Right? So, the house is now owned by Corey and Jennifer Heinzen. Um, Bold. Bold. Yes. And they said that the house is far from peaceful. Oh. As the previous owners had stated. Hmm. Um, Corey and Jennifer bought it in June of 2019. And they said that they are paranormal investigators themselves. And and they're there for the pandemic. Yeah. They are paranormal investigators themselves. Um, And they said that they noticed doors opening. They hear footsteps. They hear knocks. All kinds of stuff. Now, Mm. they purchased the house after my, my mind phone is ringing. Demon house calling to me from Maine. Or that my lines got crossed with a lobster. (laughs) um so they bought this house prior the last owners are the ones who said like nothing is haunted about this place it's whatever um and those owners who owned it back in 2013 who said it wasn't haunted actually ended up suing warner brothers because people were constantly just showing up on the property (laughs) yeah (laughs) because they were like oh i want to know what this house is like yeah. Um, yeah, that was Norma Sutcliffe when she who who said that the house is not haunted and she's fucking tired of fans of the movie coming to her house and trespassing. Yeah. Um oh, doesn't matter because these other people bought it and they have ghost tours. As a matter of fact, in May of this year, they actually did a live stream while you know, while we're all in lockdown. They did a live stream for a week straight where they had cameras that they set up all over the house and you could just watch the house and watch weird shit happen. That's what I would do with it. Come on, guys. It's a notorious Like they were like, don't sit there and get mad that people are coming by. Make some fucking money. You start charging Mm -hmm. for tours. They do tours. Like I said, they do the live streams and I believe the live stream was only like 20 bucks. Oh my God. And then give you like the password and you can just go in and like watch it. Um, so oh. let me pull this one up. Well, that's the other thing. Picture. Okay. So we've lost our jobs. We have to quarantine in this haunted ass house. I've what already started noticing all the weird. Well, I've started noticing all the weird shit that like my animals do. I've started watching like moss growing, you know, just shit like that, that like I've never been home enough to notice. And now mm-hmm. like I was for the entire month of April. So imagine you're like, I haven't really seen a lot of ghosty stuff, but it feels a little weird. Well, now we're here all the time, and there's a lot of stress in the house. Mm-hmm. And now we're noticing every little piece of furniture that's flying across the room. Right. So they what said that they hear the footsteps, the knocks. They have lights flashing in rooms, and they see lights flashing in rooms that don't have any lights in them to begin with. No. How? <laughs> um, uh, the, the dimension light. Yeah, the husband... Uh, Corey said that he often has a really, really hard time staying in the house by himself. Oh, 
Poor dude. But he says that nothing is ever evil. It's just very busy in the house. There's constantly these spirits coming and going. Good Lord. Um, Of course, they are paranormal investigators themselves. And admittedly, they were scared. Mm -hmm. Um, Given that the parents said that the spirits were playful at first, but turned sinister yeah um but again they set up those 12 cameras to record video footage 24 7 so that they could research for a future documentary um and this was actually this is in 2019 so august september october of 2019 uh they the travel channel did a two-hour special about the conjuring house on mm-hmm. Halloween, it was called oh. Ghost Adventures, Curse of the Harrisville Farmhouse. Nice. Um, and the daughter, Andrea, she was interviewed in this article, and she said that she finds the house to be magical. Oh, good Lord. That's a word. Um, she said that it is a portal that is cleverly disguised as a farmhouse. She thinks, again, that it is just multiple dimensions that are interacting simultaneously. Yeah, which is possible. Who's to say no? Because especially from that event that mom had where, like, she looked at the yeah. ghosts and the ghosts were all sitting there at the table actually eating food. Yeah. And they turned and looked at her and they were like, yo, what is that? And she looked at them and they were like, yo, what is that? <laughs> well, and like you think about like the one daughter where all her toys are underneath the bed. That's where some kids, when you have to clean up your room real fast, yes. you put everything underneath your bed. So that's the other kid in the other dimension putting mm-hmm. shit under the bed. And she's like, what are you all doing with my stuff? I mean. That is interesting to me. It's not Bathsheba. It's the other wife trying to seduce the ghost husband. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. No, mm. I think that that Bathsheba thing was attached to mom. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's when you're getting stabbed with the thing that looks just like the needle that killed your baby. Mm-hmm. You get thrown 20 feet across the basement. But I think all of the positive spirits that they had could yeah. have possibly been that interdimensional. Other dimensional. Yeah. yeah. Um,. Yeah, so they basically talk about, like, Norma Sutcliffe, who bought the house after the parent family moved out. And she said that her life was just a living hell living in that house because people were constantly bothering her about the ghosts and stuff like that. Um, Now, that case was settled out of court because, remember, she sued Warner Brothers. So that case was settled out of court with a confidentiality agreement. But the Heinz... The Heinzens, who own the house now, Corey and Jennifer, they are really open to having visitors, and they really want people to be able to come in and explore the home. Yeah, it's historical. Um, yeah, Jennifer said that it's it's very cool because it it's a historical home that was mm-hmm. built in the 1700s. Yeah, like this house predates the Revolutionary War. Yeah. It's amazing. So she wants to preserve it and open it up to 
people who are interested in history as well as other paranormal investigative teams who are interested in what's gone on in the home. She said that the journey has been scary for many reasons and exciting, and she loves that they have the opportunity to share their home with other people. Oh, but that's a lot of the places that are historical landmarks that you go and see. Like there's uh, this place, Tryon Palace in North Carolina in New Bern. And um, they do tours and stuff and they have beautiful gardens. And I've taken people there just when they were visiting. And they got ghost stories because shit's old. Shit gets haunted. Hmm. You know, or like the, uh, in St. Augustine, the fort. Yeah. Thank you. Matanzas. Um, <laughs> shit's haunted. It's old. Mm-hmm. This is one of those. It's old. It may mm-hmm. be haunted. So make it a historical tour thing. Yeah. So they're super interested in all of that. So that's basically it. You can go on YouTube and watch a bunch of people doing all kinds of crazy shit. Um, (laughs) Going in the house, staying up overnight, all that kind of stuff. Um, Let me pull this down because somebody did do the live stream. Shit. What is happening? Brittany says history and ghosts is just St. Augustine. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Hello. Oldest city. It's all ghosts. Um, he said that he did the live stream. Um, he goes into a lot of the talk about Bathsheba, who mm-hmm. allegedly killed herself and her children and that's and she haunts everybody who enters the home which like i said everybody else is saying is not necessarily true yeah um he does the live stream and he says that he gets onto the live stream at 7 30 and he's greeted by six different streams that you can watch like a multi-cam view which has no audio the center bedroom the library and the dining the dining room the basement and the dark zone damn he says that he really enjoyed doing the multi-stream because you were able to see nine of the cameras in the house at one time which gave you an overall view of the entire house yeah Uh, He said that it seemed really, really boring at first, but eventually some of the cameras started to pick up orbs of light. Mm. Yes. Um, And many people that were in the chat room said that the family had stated that the house was really dusty and they did have a lot of insects, which would explain why some of the sudden orbs would appear, especially like towards the entrances of the home. Yeah. But there was one multicam, well, there was one room in the multicam that broke that trend, which was the center bedroom, which became the hotbed for activity. He would see orbs or two on the channel, and there were often sudden flashes of lights that would just disrupt the video. Out of nowhere. And those flashes would become important as Corey, who owns a house, detailed that people visiting the upstairs bedroom would often complain of seeing the flashing lights in the room without having an actual source. Holy shit. Then at 9 p.m., Corey, his wife, and some other ghost uh, paranormal investigators who were visiting the home decided that they wanted to communicate with the spirits through a spirit box. Mm. Okay. Um, 
there was one spirit who constantly identified himself as Marcus, and he said he was 200 years old and that he was very nervous. Oh. Um, then the guy who wrote the article says that he was, like, hesitant to believe that any of this was true. But then eventually Corey asked Marcus how he died and clear as day everyone hears Marcus say water oh, oh. and it is believed as I said that Be- uh, Bathsheba Bathsheba killed her family she drowned her oldest child and as they continued to talk to the spirit through the spirit box he would say that he was sad that he was stuck in the house um and when he was provoked to swear by certain researchers he would say to them fuck you over and over wow. again wow which is so interesting to me mm-hmm. um yep. after the fuck spirit you. session he took a peek at some of the other cameras and he noticed a small garden snake in the basement which the family said was a normal occurrence and Mm -hmm. snakes are often associated with demons Mm -hmm. which scared the shit out of the writer of this article who said that the basement's camera suddenly turned blue and just shut down Mm -mm. (laughs) no then at 10 30 a radio host, Jim Church, host of the most of the, of the popular radio show Fade to Black, sat down with the family for an interview to discuss the hauntings associated with their home. Corey and Jennifer, during this interview, stated that it was an odd experience doing an investigation on their own home, and they said that they would be lying if they said they weren't scared. They had also been told by many psychics and other clairvoyants that the house was starting to come alive because of them. Oh, no. Um, They started to detail all of these things again with the opening, the the doors that suddenly open, the flashing lights in the bedrooms, and they, too, believe that everything is interdimensional. Okay. Um... They said that they had also found a small box in their basement, which contained the drawing of a hanged woman with a bent neck and her tongue sticking out. Oh, no. Um, And they said that the photo, they showed it on camera and it definitely looked like the child's, like a child's drawing of like a demonic entity. And they just found this in a box in the basement with, like, some other, like, children's toys and stuff. Ew. Um, They said that they really appreciated that the funds from the live stream went to charities benefiting COVID-19 relief. Like I said, it was 20 bucks to live stream for the week. And he said that while he's not fully convinced, um, they definitely kind of convinced him um based on the spirit box and the spirit that said water and that the oldest son yeah. drowned like that was something that was really really interesting to him so you know 
I think that's really cool. But that's basically Bastard. it. Has there been got contact. any live streams from the house? What? Uh, just this one that they're talking about. Yeah, just about. that one. They did over. Are they still doing it right now or is it done for it's the It's over. Time it was just that week. Yeah. It was just a week. Okay. Um, let me see. Maybe. Maybe if they're doing another one. That's fun. But also, can you imagine? So this is what you do, you know, for for fun. You go out and you do a paranormal investigation regularly on other places. You're like, well, we're good at this. But now we're having to do it on the house we live in. And depending on what we find, we may not want to stay here. Right. And who the so hell is going to buy the house? <laughs> I know. Now that we've, especially in this day and age, we've released all the footage. Clearly it's haunted. We got lots of demons up for sale. If anybody would like to move in, good luck. Right. I'm not buying a fucking house now. Fuck all mm -hmm. that. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I'd buy it, turn it into a museum, and never work it. Like, I would absolutely live in another place and hire oh, someone 100%. who's willing to do it for me. But I'm not living in it. I don't want to be near it because I'm going to pick up something. Right. And I don't want that. Oh. I was going to say, speaking of that, the, the museum that has Robert the Doll here in You're Florida, frozen. South Florida. So, somebody I know went to go visit Robert the Doll, and it's closed because of COVID. That's okay. Yeah, like, sorry, the museum's not open. Your face is also frozen, just so you know. I mean, you can continue. There you go. You're good now. Okay. I was like, am I back? Mm -hmm. Hi. Yeah. Saw your face for a second. But yeah. So no visiting Robert the Doll. So that's the same thing for this, though. It's like... How do you safely socially distance your tours through your ghosty house right now? Well, you live stream. Yep. You do exactly what they did. Sorry, guys. I am covered in cat hair and it keeps going up into my face. <sighs> so I'm sitting here like, where is it? And then I look down and there's a whole patch. Um, where did you find, where'd you find all of your info? Um... There is. Hold on a second. Because that's guys. We're going to Amityville later, and it's like I want to make sure it sounds as good as this did. Because this is some good storytelling. Um, frightfind.com. Huh. Okay. And they basically have a bunch of stories about different locations. Yeah, fight fright frightfind.com and historycollection.com. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Excellent. 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 Good start. <gasps> oh, man. Good. Thanks. Now yeah. I'm creeped out. You're welcome. Uh, and that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, you see movies like The Conjuring, you know it's based on a true story, but you don't know if it's like, per se, that house in that location with that exact family and stuff like that. And so to find out all of that and it's like, ew, ew, actually on that property and that's some of the shit that happened. That's not fun. Because like The Exorcist, the movie The Exorcist, is uh, fictionalized because the real exorcist story happened to a boy mm -hmm. and it was completely different there was no vomiting a pea soup there was no head spinning there's levitation that kind of stuff so that's all fictional so when you see this and you hear this story it's like oh shit <laughs> but sucks. like the fucked up part about the exorcist is that like none of that was true but then fucked up shit started happening to everybody yeah true story and this is why well, you should stop fucking with things that you don't know shit about <laughs> thank you I was say, Exorcism of Emily Rose based on a true story. Yes. That poor girl. Ugh, yeah. that's so sad. 
Uh. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, thanks for sharing that. Okay, so all the kids from this story, though, they're all still alive? They're all still alive. They're all grown up. Um, They're all living successful lives. Like I said, Andrea is the one who wrote the books. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and you can go on YouTube and find a bunch of documentaries and interviews. You can find interviews with mom as well. Excellent. Yeah, thanks. So what, Wednesday, I'm covering the Warrens. Yeah. Because that's a whole other part of the story that it's a big deal. It matters. And we got to dig into that shit. Yep. Yep, Uh, yep, yep. Elaine said, live stream inside the house for days on end so people can see the spooky stuff. Yeah. Because that's, eventually someone's going to catch something. There's going to be some weirdo watching it at, you know, three in the morning by themselves that catches the one really spooky thing. And they go, Mm -hmm. I'm safe. And did you all see this? Yeah, because that's the thing. Well, that's maybe the thing with ghost investigations when people go into properties and they're like, "Well, we didn't sense anything," and it's like, "Well, it may not be active right now because, like, this house, it was super active for a long time, and then shit stopped for a long time, and then mm-hmm. it came back and got even worse, and then they had to stay there for ten years." Yep. And that's what a lot of these families that live in haunted houses say. Like, here's the thing: I'm gonna stay one because I'm upside down in this house. Like, I have to be here and I can't sell it yet. But also, it's not bad all the time. It's not like every single day I'm getting pinched by ghosts lit on fire and my furniture right. flying across the house. One of those may happen in a month. And then the next month, something else may happen. So, yeah. Time slip, Paranormal. Or nothing, and in the, in the Beelzebub got some splaining to do. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys. Okay. Ew. Thanks. You want to talk about where they can find us and talk to us? Yeah, um, you guys can find us on all of our social media. It's right there down below me, right right there. See it down there? Um, yep. We are on Discord, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We do have a Patreon that's getting started as well. You can find our old episodes on YouTube. So you guys yeah. can feel free to comment, send us messages, whatever. If you guys have ghosty stories to tell us, tell us some ghosty stories. That's fun. Thanks. Please, we'll share them. Yes, we will. Um, if you guys have any news updates that you want to share with us, if you guys see any like wild or wacky stuff that happens where you live, send it to us so we yes, can please. share it on Wednesdays when we do our news updates. That would be great. Thanks. And if you see updates on something that you're like, you guys kind of lightly covered this, there's an update. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Like, we're we're just do. two people with two sets of eyeballs. We need more eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Help us. There's a lot of eyeballs out there. There's a lot of news uh-huh. that we don't get to see. Jesus. Um, And then, of course, you can always listen to us. So if you don't have the opportunity to watch our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays, that is perfectly fine. You know why that's perfectly fine? Because you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Deezer, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. You can find us there and listen to us. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And you can refer friends. We would love for you to refer a friend that needs to learn more. Please. absolutely subscribe to us follow us rate us so that that'll help us so we know what other things to talk about be so sweet guys if you leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, we'd probably read it out loud on here if you leave us a five-star yeah. and say something real nice and yeah. witty. just so maybe go do that and if do you that. guys listen to us from other countries we'll give you a shout out too heck yeah heck yeah that's fucking dope you like our weird voices come on let us know (laughs) 
Yay! Um, also, thank you to the Last Electric Rodeo Band for allowing us to use their song Bronze Age of Horror at the end of each one of our episodes. If you want to learn more about them, you can go to lastelectricrodeo.com or find them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As always, you guys know, be safe, be kind to others, don't kill anybody, be thank aware you. of your surroundings, don't summon ghosties for no reason, <laughs> don't mess with things that you shouldn't be messing with (laughs) no stop it this is your this is your like reality call stop it yeah this is our hard intervention you need to stop it if you see something in your house make sure you ask it are you a ghosty or are you just an interdimensional being (laughs) yeah are you a ghost or am i a ghost yeah which one of us is the ghost (laughs) ask it (laughs) and see what it says to you (laughs) you're the ghost you're like shit but you're my ghost shit (laughs) oh my gosh okay you guys you know be safe and all that stuff be kind we'll see you guys on wednesday at 7 30 when we talk about ed and lorraine warren yay all right (laughs) peace out cub scouts bye-bye